Welcome to GOB with Christy and Kathy, where we talk about writing, reading, and life in between. I'm Christy in South Florida. I'm Kathy in South Dakota. We're two newbie writers who share our love of food, wine, and crime fiction. We have interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors on our Quarks and Conversation episodes. And don't forget our Words in Progress episodes where we have fun writing lessons with writing experts. Join us for today's episode. Welcome to Quarks and Conversation with Alex Kenna. Alex is a lawyer, writer, and amateur painter based in Los Angeles. Before law school, Alex studied painting and art history. She also worked as a freelance culture writer and sold art in a gallery. She's originally from Washington, D.C., but now, as we said, lives in Los Angeles with her husband, son, and a giant schnauzer with the best name in the world, Zelda. Um, when she's not writing, Alex can be found exploring Southern California, because that is her new home, and uh, toddler wrangling, which is a whole thing, playing in string instruments badly, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is Alex's debut novel, What Meets the Eye. And here it is, if you're watching us on Very YouTube. cool cover. You it's can, a great cover. With the art in the background. Yeah. Yes, it came out in December. And so we're really excited to talk to Alex about it today. Welcome. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like we had said earlier, we really enjoyed this book. And um, it's a mystery it's called What Meets the Eye, and it's a mystery that follows P.I. and former cop Kate Miles as she dives into the Los Angeles art world and how it can intersect with the criminal world. So, you know, it's a lot of fun. And um, when she investigates the death of Margot Starling, who is a well-known artist and... Um, so is, is it suicide? Is it murder? The, there's a twisted mystery. And um, I really love getting to know both Kate and Margot. And the way you introduce your characters throughout, you know, you unfold the plot by switching back and forth between time and also different character points of view, which is really, it's fun to read. It's fun probably to write I would think um, but how hard is it? Uh, it you know I think the, the hardest thing I think is going back in the editing phase and making sure that everybody doesn't sound like each other mm -hmm. especially because oh. we all have kind of like writing quirks or verbal quirks and then you you know you don't you don't realize the first go around that everybody says the same thing or even you know stuff like the book doesn't have a ton of cursing, but there's a couple characters who curse a little bit. And you have to even stuff like that. I, I was I had to kind of remind myself to vary it because people don't if even people curse, they don't curse the same way. And <laughs> so that was that was kind of fun. And that was definitely a, a little bit of a challenge. And I made um, my husband read it um, a terrifying number of times. The poor man. <laughs> Part of it was like, okay, does it does this character sound like me? And he's like, still yes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you would have him like read a separate like chapter, say, and just say, okay, this is this character, you know, um, and tell me who it sounds like. Or did you make him read the whole book? Is what I'm thinking. Like every time, like a hundred times, or just parts? Uh, both. He's he's very long suffering, um, but. <laughs> I it's married part of the marriage contract. You married. Oh you know. yeah. <laughs> he knows the drill. Well, he's he's a huge book nerd. Like when I when we moved here from Philadelphia, he brought thirty six boxes of books. Oh my god! Our kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm a book nerd, but like it's at the point where I'm I'm like 
there's something diagnosable going on. Like, yeah. <laughs> the situation's getting weird. Uh, so he has like a two book at a time rule now because like we we just don't have shelf space. Um, yeah. But so it, it, you know, it, it gives me a little bit of leverage. I'm like, but you love reading, dear. <laughs> you have toddler toys. toys now and those also need to be put somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's, yeah. We have to organize the toddler toys and find room. <laughs> that's awesome. He's not a writer as well, is he? Or No, his, he's okay. a lawyer. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> Lawyers he, like he to read a lot. But yeah. Kathy was yeah. a lawyer Lawyers as well. Yeah. So you guys yeah. have that in common. She also loves art. <laughs> I, yeah, that's why I, this was such a great fit. But I my, I have an uncle when I told him that I was writing years ago when I was still, I was also a prosecutor. And um, he just said, I've never met a lawyer that doesn't want to be a writer ever. <laughs> it's true. Like, it is kind of true. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's, I know several lawyers where they have like a writing group and everybody has um, a novel under the cover. And I think, I think it's actually in some ways harder because lawyers, we tend to be perfectionists. Mm. It's hard to be able to let go of your baby. I think where you're mm -hmm. like, that sounds a little familiar. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So in order to do, you know, keep track of all these different characters and all the different chapters and different time frames, I mean, do you have, are you very much a plotter? Not at all. I'm I'm like <laughs> incapable of doing an outline. I think the closest I can come is like grabbing a legal pad and scribbling like a crazy person. But I it, I kind of just have to like dump words on a computer screen and then go back and polish them and try to make them make sense. Wow. So I'm I'm very or disorganized. I think in in writing and then um, a pretty obsessive editor. And that's where I I try to make wow. it look a bit more like I had a plan, but. I usually know where I'm going in the end. It's just kind of, um, you know, how to get there is, is where it gets a little tricky. So did Margot or Kate appear to you first? Or was the art the the thing that, that took off? Like, what where did this come from? Where did this gem of an idea come from? I, th I knew I wanted to write an art-related mystery. And it was, it was part... Partly it was just because that's my background. Like I went to art school. I briefly worked in the art world, um, except I, I graduated in the Great Recession, which is not exactly a great time to break <laughs> into anything artistic. So I went to law school, like most of the people who graduated at the same time as me. But I had an art background and I had a law background. And uh, I had tried to sell a book before this. And my timing was horrible. It's a political thriller. And I was it was just not the time when anybody wanted to read a political thriller. So I, I wanted to kind of, I kind of, was a little bit strategic and thinking, okay, well, you know, I'm going to be approaching people. I want to write about something that I actually have a background in so that people will take it seriously when I start submitting something. Um, and also, I, you know, I wanted to write about something that I knew what I was talking about. I thought it would probably come out better a little bit. Um, yeah, write so what you know. <laughs> I, yeah, you write what you write what you know. So I started kind of with the idea of uh, of art forgery and wanting to do something with that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the story kind of just uh, grew around that. Uh, and I, I wrote, you know, little pieces here and then I put it aside and then come back and write a little bit more. And uh, it kind of just kind of came together organically. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. I, um, I love mystery and thriller combined with art. It's my absolute favorite little niche. And my, my favorite author is um, Daniel Silva, who writes his, um, he writes an espionage series, if you don't aren't familiar. His protagonist is um, is an Israeli spy, but his cover is an art restorer and painter. 
And I, that's, I think what got me sucked in. And, um, so what, so uh, you must love also art and mystery and thrillers. So are there some authors you love as well that inspired you? Oh yeah. Um, Katie Letary, uh, mm. she's really amazing. Um, we had her on our, on our, we did, podcast. we had her on earlier this season. Oh yeah. Her book is so good. And although it's, it's almost like the tension between the characters is what drew me in mm -hmm. more than the art. It's just there's one of the two characters is like you just love to hate him so much. <laughs> he's just he's so repugnant, and you're but it it's like you keep you're like I hate you, but I can't stop I can't stop reading you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was really fun. There, um, and then I'm trying to think, but there's I'm I read another really good one recently, but I'm like blanking on the name. No. Um, Crooked Lane has a couple good ones that are that, a couple that are coming out that sound really exciting. Um. Have to have to do my yeah. Blog, Kathy's yeah. just trying to get her TBR list going. I am. I, I, I absolutely. I have a huge. Uh, I can never remember names and things. I can't either. Later, worst, either so. You know, I'm like did not mean to put you in the line. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I do love. I, but see, I'm not. I'm the. I'm the least artistic person in the history of the world. I just love looking about art, art, learning about art. But I can't do any art, and so I think that's where my interest is. Is that I'm like, oh, that sounds amazing <laughs> i feel that way about music like I, I bought a guitar i was gonna try to entertain my kid and i had this fantasy <laughs> that i would learn and he would learn and we'd be like a musical family he as soon as he learned to say no it was like no um, mommy mommy no <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm thinking that means he has an ear because he knows when I should stop. Oh. Yeah, he's like, you need to stop. I'll continue. <laughs> I know. I, I that. am that way about music too. I'm like, I wish I, I wish I could sing. I wish I could, you know, play oh, an instrument yeah. really well. Um, and I always say, okay, I'm going to take guitar lessons. I'm going to do this, and <laughs> you know, I want to learn a chord. And then it's like, you know, oh, three years later, I'm like, oh yeah, I was going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You need like three parts, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just try. <laughs> well, I am in awe of your ability to just start writing and dabbling. Christy is very much in that world where she can just pants it along. If I'm a pantser, or at least at least Unger calls it a gardener. She doesn't like pantsing. She says a gardener. I always love that better because it sounds so earthy and organic. Um, I'm the opposite. I want to be organized and have everything plotted out, and and so I I just find that. It sounds so fun to be able to just start writing and then have things grow. But I know it doesn't happen that way. It's got to be also just brutally hard. Oh, it's, it's, I think it's fun when it's fun and then it's, mm -hmm. it's torturous when it's torturous. Right. Like even like the, I, I'm polishing up the sequel now and I, I kind of got like maybe 95% of the way through. And then I got to a point where I'm like, huh. <laughs> maybe what? I should have thought this through a little more. What now? <laughs> Like, 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 hmm, this is a bind. I have to, I have to figure out how to get out of this bind. Um, so that was, that was a, a pretty fraught, uh, like 72 hours. Then I, you know, eventually worked it out, but, um, I wish I could kind of sit down and plan everything out. And, uh, I think you don't have to go back and kind of smooth thing, smooth mm -hmm. thing later on. You well, we, we talked with, um, Jeffrey Deaver, who's very much into organizing. That, yeah. Mm -hmm. And after talking to him, I'm sort of inspired to do sort of like a hybrid type thing. Well, cause so back up, he used to be a pantser or an organic writer and then he stopped how seven books in and decided to become this obsessive compulsive outliner. Like his outlines are hundred pages long, you know? So he basically, you know, yeah. he, but, and I get it because when you know where something's going to go or you know what you're going to do that chapter, it is kind of fun to just, 
fill it in, you know, and make it yeah. pretty. So that way I was like, okay, he was talking about like putting sticky notes, you know, with different <laughs> like scenes and then moving them around. And I'm like, mm, I could maybe do that. And then might, you know, I don't know, because if you want to be complicated, like you're saying, then it's a lot of editing. So you have to really mm -hmm. love editing. And I don't really love editing. I mean, I like it. Okay. I'm learning to like it, but I feel like my dog or my kid would eat the sticky note and then be like, oh my God. Be like, I don't know what to do. That's, um, I remember reading um, a Stephen King's book on writing a few years back and he had talked, he had kind of argued against outlining along mm -hmm. with the idea that like, if you don't know what's going to happen and you kind of write yourself into a bind, you get to keep that element of surprise because uh, yeah. you don't know where you're going. Then the writer's less, the reader's less likely to know where they're going. Um, and I kind of clung to that as an excuse. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stephen yeah, King said it. you could do it. <laughs> I can do it. I can do I, it. Alex, I think that's so funny because I think that's one of the great things about writing, right? Is that you, there are no hard and fast rules except for you better do what works for you. But I think we all like to find the person that does it kind of the way we do. And then you do it to add yourself. To yeah. So we're always asking because, it's, yeah, you know, it's we're going to find something that's going to be like, oh, that's the way we do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's, Christy, I think it's time for question the bottle. All right. So Alex, Christy has a wild question that she pulls out. It might be a question you get to the bottom of a bottle, let's say. Okay. Not yeah. a bottom of a cup of coffee like you have because you have a toddler. Yeah. <laughs> Would you rather be in jail for five years or be in a coma for a decade? <laughs> um, well, I work in law enforcement, so jail's probably a bad choice. So I'm going to go with the coma. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> she's well, like, she's got the inside source. She knows, like, you do not want to be in jail. Listen to that, everybody out there listening. <laughs> you do I don't not. think I'd be very popular in jail. Put it that way. You would definitely not be popular in jail. <laughs> That's definitely true. not. That's true. I um I this sounds awful. I agree with you. I, I again, I used I used to be a prosecutor too, so I totally understand. <laughs> and I I was in, in Minneapolis, so I wasn't nearly you know in the area that you're at, but it, you know city stuff, but. I'm in a very, very small town now. I I think I kind of have this fantasy that like in a very small town jail, like, you know, for like a misdemeanor, like for a year, like, couldn't you just read every day all day or something? Well, that's like, what I'm thinking. It's, it's not dangerous here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I don't know if the book selection would be, would be quite as probably not. broad as you're, you're thinking, but <laughs> probably not. But it is a fantasy I have. Yeah. Like someone's saying you have to go away for like a year and, and I just like, can I just read for a year? Um, so I, speaking of your experience in law enforcement, I, you wrote from a, uh, from a, a cop standpoint instead of a prosecutor standpoint. And I was wondering why and have any of your, cause what, at least when I worked in, in prosecution, I got to be very close with a lot of, the um, detectives, you know, and the law enforcement officers that I worked with. And, um, I was wondering what some of your coworkers or colleagues think of your, uh, character. Well, I think, I mean, I've had good feedback from my coworkers who've read it so far. Um, That's so I, cool. And um, I, a couple of my friends, though, they like they told me that Margot really reminds them of me, which is kind of scary because she's not a good person. Margot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, really? Not, not Kate, so Margot. Kate is the nice one. Margot's almost a psychic. <laughs> I'm like, but she does okay, have a guess, sense of justice almost. about her, yeah, like I guess. Yeah, she does. I don't know. She does. That's true. 
<laughs> I wasn't really going for likable with her, but um, you know, I guess it is what it is. But um, yeah, I was, I did. It was kind of um, a little bit of an escapism to write from like kind of a different perspective. And I think also like I, I met, I've met a lot of really badass women cops, and you know, they they're brave and they're tough and they have like a good sense of humor and. Um, I'm just not brave at all. You're like, if I see a spider and my my husband's like coming home, I'll call him. I'll be like, you need to come home soon. <laughs> um, so that was like, it was, you know, you it, there's it's fun to write, but I think characters who have like aspects of their personality that you can relate to, but it's also kind of fun to write about people who are different in certain ways. So like Margot's really mean and that was kind of fun to try on because- right. I don't think I'm mean, but I guess maybe some of my I friends know. are. I'm like, uh, what kind of friends you got there? I, I mean, I'd start wondering about them, too. <laughs> I, I'm going to put you in my next book, and I guess what? <laughs> I, You know, this bad guy's after you, you know? <laughs> you mean, like, wait, her sense of humor, not when she's blackmailing people, right? Yeah, but, hopefully. Yeah, right, you're like, which part of her? <laughs> um, but, yeah, but that was, that was kind she's of fun. She's beautiful. There you go. Yeah, there you go. She's pretty. I'll give her that. <laughs> So you mentioned that this is this is your debut, if we haven't mentioned that. I think we did earlier. But you are working on a sequel. And so I would love to ask you how it is that you manage the busy life that you do. People always want to, our listeners always want to know how writers write, period. But when you have young children and a very pressing career, how do you fit it in? How do you make it work? Yeah, I think the one thing I want to emphasize is like it's, really hard like I think as people always say oh you just have to make time and I'm like hmm. please elaborate um it, <laughs> exactly it, like could you be more specific I'm taking yeah. notes <laughs> I mean like I haven't been to the gym since 2020 um my house like my house is a pigsty we have like a sink full of dishes like if child services saw the size of my <laughs> dust bunny like, it might get bad um but honestly like just really dysfunctional priorities mm. um you know like we neglect house stuff I, I well I neglect house stuff it's like it's pretty bad and then um it really is like stealing hours when you can I mean it really is like you know the kid will finally nap although he's stopped decided to stop doing that this week so that's been interesting and then okay he's unconscious where's my computer and then I kind of like speed type until mm-hmm. um up again um but it's it's really a challenge but i do think you know in in kind of like a, i guess a masochistic way um having super time constraints is really focusing and like when i worked on uh on this book it was just, i had a totally different lifestyle i had i had like a much more laid-back job and i was um i had a high-risk pregnancy in the pandemic and i really wasn't leaving my house so i had nothing to do but like lay in bed and write and like there's, I could, I had the luxury of procrastinating so much more. It's like, okay, I'll write a little and then I'll go to Facebook and then, you know, <laughs> maybe I'll buy something on Amazon. <laughs> um, and like, now I just can't do that. But I think it's made me much more disciplined because I have to. And instead of being like, okay, well, I've got this whole evening and I'll write a little and snack a little and drink a little, like, you know, now it's like, okay, I've got 45 minutes until the kid wakes up, you know, let me see if I can crank something out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty brutal. And, um, you know, when people complain about the struggle to find time, like I, I'm super sympathetic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, uh, there's something about, um, deadlines or, proscribed efficiency where you like you say you have 40 minutes like and you can 
go no, it's a weird thing or, you, you know yeah. you really have to trick your mind you don't have the luxury to mess around with well i i can't really feel like writing right now like that's what you've got and you're on i assume a deadline so do you have a book contract or i mean is somebody waiting for this book um I don't have a contract. I, I'm cautiously optimistic. I, I sold the first book, um, but just because I, I didn't have an agent when I, I cold submitted to a publisher. So, oh, you know, really, mm-hmm. I had a contract for one book and I'm not complaining. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a godsend. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm, I would say I'm cautiously optimistic on, uh, on, yeah. on book. Well, I, and I will, we will just give a shout out to your publisher, which is Crooked Lane. And they are one of the very few publishers that will take unagented submissions sometimes isn't that correct yeah there aren't a lot of them i i yeah. but some of them do and it's um you know they they have an incredible team of editors and so it's 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 been a really good opportunity and i know that there are a lot of other really amazing debuts that have come out um and there's just a lot of really good team that's working with people so that's been that's been a good experience so what has been what 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 your expect what were your expectations for this process into the you're entering the publishing world and what's been a good surprise and what's been more challenging i think i mean it's i i didn't really didn't have any expectations i i i thought um i would probably just get a lot of rejection letters which i did um, yeah. but <laughs> win win <laughs> uh, the fact that anything materialized was was a huge surprise um I, I want seeing how supportive the writing community has been, has been, mm. cool. I mean, even just like, I've only had to block two weirdos on Twitter. Um, you know, <laughs> that was, you know, more than, more than I'd like, but you know, <laughs> fewer than I expected. Um, you know, but people are really supportive, you know, they love their, they love to see, you know, when other people are, are doing well and having successes mm. and there's really not, a, I really haven't seen a lot of negativity. Um, so that was, that was uh, kind of a surprise. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting process. And I think just, um, you know, learning to talk about yourself, I think also is, is kind of a new skill. And I think most of us writers tend to be introverts. Oh yeah. Uh, It's like somebody told me like that, um, at, at, they're never the most awkward or the worst dressed person at writer's conventions. (laughs) (laughs) Very encouraging because that would probably be me. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, um, just kind of putting yourself out there and, and even just yeah. like texting people because you know you have to hustle a lot and that's mm-hmm. not my natural personality but you know like sending sending people facebook messages who you haven't talked to since middle school and be like hello i know hey. you liked me very much 20 years ago but please buy my book i have a book <laughs> did you know oh, that's, uh, that's interesting yeah because yeah. i mean you know the specifics we don't always hear that from the authors you know so you're like trying to just reach out to anybody you can as far as promotional purposes oh sh- yeah shameless yeah uh, any any yeah oh i heard that your great aunt martha has a book club you know it's <laughs> we, yeah and we're bad at that kathy and i are bad at that we're we've had to learn a lot with the game with game of books you know as far as oh, yeah. trying to it's like promote you say, and we we came together as writers as we met at a writers conference like you say the introverts right and so we just kind of glommed onto each other and stuck <laughs> after six years and um, it is um, it is hard it because the thing that makes you want to be a natural writer will allow you to work at home for long periods of time alone mm-hmm. with just a screen in front of you and so then the, to have to the promotion is just a whole 
separate side. And it's um, very interesting. That's for sure. I mean, and some people are just good at both. I mean, they're just, yeah, they are, but I mean, I think probably most of us, like, you know, if you said, can, nobody's going to talk to me for 72 hours. Like even your coma question, like a small part of me was like a coma. Yeah. (laughs) See, I was like, can I have a private sale in jail? And I could just stay away from everyone. (laughs) Although I know that's not true, but, but, um, so what, what, what piece of advice would you give to yourself? Even just a few years ago now, what you knowing what you've learned? I think be really strategic. Uh, take seek out as much criticism as you can, um, and like wow. welcome. Train yourself to welcome it. I think one don't give up. I think I guess just don't give up after one rejection. Um, but yeah, I think um, you know I, one thing I, I tried to do is like try and as find as many people as I could who I felt like could give me an honest opinion. And you have to kind of train yourself, you know, obviously part of you when you're, you're showing your work to somebody, you want them to be like, oh my God, it's brilliant. You're this mm-hmm. amazing. But to get better, you have to find people right. who are going to, to tell you like, oh no, these are all the things that need to change or like. Mm-hmm. And people that you yeah. trust their judgment and stuff too, yeah, that's you know, that's a hard, part. yeah. So did you use like beta readers or did you, did you hire an editor, like an independent editor or how did you critique your own work? Um, I just, I mean, I, my, my mom's an advertising writer, so I, I gave it to her to read. Um, and she's an advertising writer who really Will she take ours too? Can we say <laughs> Shh, um, don't tell anyone. <laughs> might be brutal, but that's, she, <laughs> she doesn't really like mysteries and she's not a huge fiction reader. So like, I, you know, she's been really supportive, but she's also like, well, I haven't really read a mystery since I was like 17. I'm like, okay, mom, just did you like it? <laughs> yeah. But, um, Great. but she, yeah, she was helpful and like my uh, my, like I, my husband is he's very honest with me. Um, like sometimes like I'll like yell at him back. I'll be like, "What do you mean unlikable?" But he's like, um, yeah. and you know, does he read in the genre that you write in? He reads everything. It's oh, okay. uh, yeah, it, like uh, yeah. If if it's got words that are printed on paper, like, <laughs> and it crosses his path, he will read it. I mean, we have like an encyclopedia of art that he bought from a library in high school. Wow. I mean, somehow it's still in my house somewhere. I don't even know where it's it's at. You um, moved with an encyclopedia set. We he has moved. He moved it from California to Philadelphia, back to California for like this like encyclopedia set of like art art terms from like the nineties. <laughs> um, somehow it's in a box somewhere in my house. Um, but yeah, he's he's really he's really helpful. And my uh, I have another friend who's a screenwriter, and okay, that's um, good. so and she's. she's uh, she's totally brilliant, but she writes for TV. So like a lot of her comments were like, what if your character had sex in this scene? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, no, no, I can't just have her go from scene to scene having sex with everyone. Like, <laughs> I mean, but you can write the screenplay and add that in if you want and we'll sell it. <laughs> yeah, like write the screenplay. She can have whatever you want. That's great. That's great. Yeah, yeah. All right. So um, before we go, we do have one final question that we like to ask all our authors. Um, Which of your characters would you like to share a meal with and what would it be? What would it be? Yeah. Um, Probably Margot. And I would say um, expensive wine and fancy cheese. Oh, that's great. Okay, so Alex, when our listeners want to learn more about you and your book and where to find you on socials, where should they go? Um, well, I have a terrible website that I made myself, which is alexkenna.com. 
Um, but and so I'm on Twitter, um, which is um, Akana9. Um, I'm also on Facebook, um, but Twitter is probably where I'm the most active. All right. Fantastic. We will include that in our show notes. And Christy does all of that so wonderfully. Sort of. Anyway, this has been a <laughs> lot of fun. And we're so glad that you could fit us in in your very, very, very busy schedule. And um, we're sorry that uh, you weren't able to join us for wine, but we could say <laughs> cheers anyway to yes, much success. Thank you and your success. Cheers. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Subscribe to our podcast on our website, gameofbookspodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you liked what you heard, you can give us a five-star rating or review. You can also subscribe on YouTube where you can watch and listen. On gameofbookspodcast.com, you can find all the information about what we talked about on this episode. And you can sign up for our newsletter and enter our fun contests and giveaways. We also post our stories and links on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hope to see you there. I can guarantee you that we had fun today. And we hope you did too. Cheers.